0: Man podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And that's right Apparently
1: there's a race going on outside. I know, you
0: just got the car, you got the, got the indie track going on behind you there and so on. <laughs> <laughs> check, go outside and just check to see if it's like a Fast and the Furious thing, maybe. There's just all these people yes. standing around blocking your driveway and whatnot. People lined up. Someone doing... Car show going doing, on.
1: <laughs> someone doing donuts, like a pizza guy comes by, like, hey, I gotta get through. Like, just, some of us gotta and like, work. Goddamn street racers <laughs> Yeah get out of here direct uh, was that Rob Cohen. Get yeah. out of here, Rob Cohen. I think it was that Yeah was, that's, that's that was actually, he was
0: playing that right there. <laughs> but uh today we get to go to the almost like the the Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. The one that like was almost like that rumor from like literally like before the movie was you know, I guess the original version of it came out in theaters. They were talking about it for quite some time like maybe this was going to end up coming on blu-ray when it came out maybe this was going to be kind of like even released just a little bit later and then all of a sudden it's just like for like four years it, you know it's kind of nothing And then it was kind of rumors for about the last year plus or so and then it's like well boom here it is like it, it, it it's coming out you know hold on and um i mean one of the things is like i hope that if anything that this actually kind of reignites, like, that sort of Justice League, you know, just, like, the storyline that's kind of going on that, like, they can kind of keep going in, because I felt like the second that Zack Snyder stepped away, they're, like, you know, Warner Bros. is like, well, okay, Zack, Zack's out of the picture right now, so, oh, geez what, what are we going to do with this? Um, well, maybe we'll just kind of sort of continue stuff. I mean, we got the Aquaman, we got the Wonder Womans, you know, oh, okay, we got that, that. let's Let's see. We're, we'll go with that, see where that kind of takes us, and then we'll just start doing some other spinoff stuff, and we'll, we'll just see what happens. We'll, we'll toss it up in the air. You know, Two-Face I, I, flips a coin. We can do that, too.
1: <laughs> All our business decisions are made. There's that thing in the South Park where, we're like, we must bend to what the economy wants. And then, like, you're like, one moment, just, like, they walk in the door. They just hear a chop noise. <laughs> <comes> <laughs> <back> <laughs> I got the guy gets a yeah. kazoo out. He has a kazoo, and they just have a chicken, like, barrel well. out! Just, like, running around. With a fucking. <laughs> I feel like that's... Si- Warner Brothers almost has similar, like, tactics, I think. Just because... Watching this movie, I mean, I'm not one of those people who flat out. I didn't. I don't even dislike 2017 Justice League. I, I like that movie. I liked it more when I first saw it, but over the years, know, on, like I went from like really liking it to just Oh, I like it. You know, I like it enough. Uh, but at the same time, watching this, there are certain things that like I understand why all four hours didn't go to theaters. I get that. Mm-hmm. But there are other things like okay. You took this, this, and this out, but felt the need to throw in this shit about the Russian family.
0: <laughs> I, I will say, I'm so glad they kind of cut out that weird, goofy Russian. There's like, like, hey, you know, here's this Chernobyl-like town and whatnot. And this like, it must have been just like the cheapest dad. He's like, you know what? There's real estate over there. Someone's got my dad, but that's so <laughs> far away. Nobody lives out there. No, it's, it's gonna cost me all of like, you know. Five bucks to have this place because literally they're giving it away pretty much giving it away we're gonna <laughs> go live out there and I just felt like it's like why is there this one random ass like
1: like god as as, I'm, I'm no not spe- paying
0: none of those Moscow taxes let me tell you
1: hopefully no demonic space bugs come in and fuck with us you say that every time <laughs> well you know what happened to your great grandfather hmm yeah that's not a real like- story
0: we always, That's not what he said
1: who are you to deny Grandpa Sergey? Yeah. yeah um, no, but the thing is, like, I even like the. Uh, the I, I just. I like the, the other one. Um, this one, I like more. I like this one a lot more. But at the same time, um, before we go too far into it, I feel like people. I feel like this movie is kind of like making. Because there's that period where everyone's like, yo, fuck Zack Snyder. Fuck Zack Snyder. <laughs> and even though I don't prefer his interpretation of the characters, it's not a god-awful interpretation. Uh, I feel like he has his style, he has... He, do, he he does what he wants to do, regardless of the source material. But I, I think that he still really does like these characters. He just has his own version of them, you know what I mean? And out of that, I feel like... Seeing, like, you know, maybe the first two movies... Maybe Batman v Superman had a lot of elements that were really rushed. But aside from that, you see where it was leading to. Like, oh, if you like trim this thing down to like, you know, a two and a half hour, three hour movie, this could have gone to theaters and probably could have done pretty well.
0: Yeah. Well, it's one of those ones too. It's like, and the thing too, everybody always forgets is is Zack Snyder always gets like, he's like put up there on the flag, but, you always got to forget, it's Christopher Nolan as well, too, because he's kind of created like the style and look of this. It's like the mix match between if you take Zack Snyder directing and Christopher Nolan and combine them together. And Christopher Nolan's names, at, he's the producer on every single one. I mean, I'm not saying it's like that, but like it almost feels like it's the Zack Snyder Christopher Nolan universe kind of merged together. And But Zack Snyder always seems to carry the torch. He's like, you know, if Christopher Nolan's almost like vice president, it's like, you know, Zack Snyder's always going to get blamed for everything. No one's really going to blame the vice president as much. You know, they're like, well, he was good when he was in office, and then like, you know, he became <laughs> vice president next, you know? And the weirdest thing is like, I remember cause like when justice league came out, like, you know, and back, you know, the original cut, and whatnot. It was funny because, like, every DC fan was like, fucking hell, this movie's great, it's fucking awesome. Like, so what? You know what? I mean, maybe it's, like, does Zack Starris be even cooler? But, like, for what it is, it's sick. I mean, I loved it. Like, I loved the hell of that movie. When I saw it, I'm like, dude, the pacing's awesome. It's, there's always an action scene, like, every five to ten minutes and whatnot. Like, it flows through. I mean, it's only two hours, so I guess, like, of course it's going to flow real quick. But, um, like, I thought that one just, like, fired on all cylinders for what it was and so on. And, you know, most of the time it's, like, it's the same thing. It's, like, what a lot of movies is. It's, like, if I really like a movie and you tell me that there's this extra longer extended cut of it, I'm, like, it's only going to make it better in my book, probably. So I'm totally down. But the weird thing is, is once the Zack Snyder cut kind of, like, came out, I saw, like, DC fans that would have told you how much they loved Justice League when it first came out. Like, fucking going, like, oh, that movie's fucking stupid. I mean, like, it's so dumb. Like, They have all these mistakes, and, like, just the CG mustache thing just ruins it for me. I'm like, dude, you talked about this, like, two years ago, how much you loved it. No, that was just, like, that was, like, my twin brother or something said that. It wasn't real. You know, (laughs) I I just thought it's, like, it's weird how people, like, you're talking about, in a sense, like, yeah, you're talking about, in a sense, it's just two different edits of, like, from the same, you know, Justice League material and so on like that. I mean, granted, this one's got way more into it, but, um... It, yeah, it, it's just weird how, like, people, like, turned on it. Like, it's almost like, I don't even know if it was, like, a Warner Brothers sort of plan. Like, hey, we're going to turn our own fans against each other. <laughs> Maybe. We, you, you remember how the Civil War worked in America? Like, boy, that got some sales going.
1: <laughs> I know we also. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I feel like, here's, the, I guess, my biggest problem with the 2017 version of Justice League. Mm-hmm. It's Justice League, so it should feel massive. It should feel... Because I think before Justice League... Before Avengers... I mean, Avengers have been around for a long time, so it's Justice League. But common knowledge, I think more people knew about Justice League than Avengers. Mm -hmm. Like, even people who didn't read comics knew of, oh yeah, the thing where Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Captain America... Is he one of them? No? Alright, whatever. You know, I I feel like people just knew that there was a team called the Justice League or the Super Friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, when you watch watch the movie, so it it feels weird that, like, Avengers became the bigger thing and Justice League became kind of the smaller thing. When the movie came out, it didn't feel like as big or as grand as Batman v. Superman or even Man of Steel. Mm -hmm. It felt smaller. It should have felt a lot bigger. It should have felt like the next big step but it almost felt like even though the movie moved fast and the action pacing was good it just did not feel as big as it should be at least to me you know what i mean it just felt mm-hmm. like oh here's another superhero as opposed to the superhero movie and yeah. i watching this version you could see that Zack snyder maybe it's not as big as say something like end game but it was bigger than this was big more bigger and trying to be more ambitious than say the first Avengers you know
0: yeah well plus it's like you kind of think about this too because I feel there's gonna be a lot of people out there that are just gonna assume that this is like this version has just been sitting for three years straight like just like this and it's like well granted he's been working on it for like that whole time so in that period I feel like because there's just moments in there I go ah, that probably wouldn't have been in the original version like the original Zack Snyder version I feel like he's doing stuff and this one just be like fuck it we're gonna we're not only gonna one up Josh Whedon's version. We're gonna one up like the you know all the Marvel movies. We're gonna make this as epic as fuck. Like because it has almost that like where it's just like let's just turn let's crank up the epicness just a little bit more. Let's let's add just a little bit more like fuck yeah to it. Like and so on. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but like I just feel like I can kind of just sort of see it from the sidelines. It's just like it's almost that thing if someone, like gives you just a lot more extra time. Like because that's almost like a ridiculous amount when you think about it, like hey you're gonna get an extra three years to edit this movie.
1: Who, who yeah, ever has well,
0: <laughs> gotten that in their entire life, nobody has ever gotten like that before. Like, no, not not three years to make the movie. Literally, just three years to edit it back together, and you know, maybe add a couple extra scenes here and there.
1: There is extra scenes and CG they had to finish up with. They mm-hmm. the one of the things they got together to. I think one of the things they recat they like Ben Affleck got back in the bat suit for was the um, Martian Manhunter. Would have probably. Maybe that, but what would have been the what would have been the um, the nightmare, which was probably going to be a post-credit sequence, the nightmare sequence when um, he's talking to Jared Leto as Joker and all that, like all, all that stuff was going to, like at least Jared Leto being there was recently added. They realized, you know what? I mean, Batman and Joker never spoke in either of the movies they're in, <laughs> and it feels kind of weird they never had that moment. Yeah. as ar- archenemies, but they were both in separate movies, you know? So that was kind of... For, and also give a chance for Heath Ledger to show he could do more than just act like a Cholo. So, yeah.
0: You mean, um, not Heath Ledger, but... um,
1: Oh, yeah, Jared Leto. Jared
0: sure. Leto. Well, because you know, that part, you could kind of tell, was definitely, like, new material. Like, I mean, that that might have been there, or, like, maybe, a, like, in the script form and so on, but, like, you could see some of those ones, just like, hey, you guys get together, stay in front of uh, Zach's Playroom green screen, and um, just... You know, ham out the scene for a moment And we'll, we'll add that in I feel like the Martian Manhunter stuff was kind of out there too Because I think that was also that one Because that was never in any of the earlier trailers and so on I mean, that could have been a surprise or something But it felt like, shit, we didn't have Martian Manhunter And people fucking flipped a lid So add him in there, baby Like, you know what, he's going to be Superman's mom for a second And then, um, <laughs> and then he's th- going to talk to Bruce later
1: on Well, I remember before this movie even came out There were rumors that the general guy was actually Martian Manhunter so, um I think that to some capacity he was gonna have Martian Manhunter in there. Because even when they were first announcing Batman v. Superman, he called the I don't remember the actor's name, but he's the guy who plays the general slash Martian Manhunter in these movies mm-hmm. and he's also the asshole general in the Matrix sequels. Oh yeah. He, I love that. Yeah. He he comes out uh I think Deadbolt or Dead which sounds like a uh, sounds like a D C villain, Deadbolt <laughs> yeah. or something, but um Um, which he, uh, he came out and said, like, the, the, like, when he he first announced Batman v Superman, like, hey guys, we don't have anything to show, but we are gonna, we have something big out here, so, coming up. So, to help introduce it, I brought someone from Man of Steel, and he has a better voice than me, and he reads a passage from... A passage? But he reads, like, a he reads that quote from uh, Dark Knight Returns. Like, this is what I want you to remember, Bruce. My hands around your neck. Then the Batman versus Superman symbol came up. Mm-hmm. People be like, holy fucking shit! So, he wanted that guy as part of it for a while, which would lead me to believe that that would have totally caught people off guard, that he was Martian Manhunter. The the only thing that makes me sad about this is... um. They bring up all these interesting things, and maybe, maybe we'll see them continued, whether it be a comic book adaptation or, like, an HBO Max miniseries or something. But it's not going to be exactly what Snyder wanted it to be. But maybe as long as they could take the premise and run with it, you know?
0: Well, that's what I'm kind of hoping, though, is that this whole experience might shed just, like, a new light on just Justice League and the Zack Snyder universe and kind of reignite it so that they can be like, fuck it, let's actually make the sequel to it that it kind of needs because we have it so set up. Like, I feel like that's kind of like what HBO and Warner Brothers and all that stuff's kind of putting this t- forward is that like, you know what? If this does extremely well, which it seems like it kind of does because I feel like there's people out there talking about it that like would not have been like, you know, they aren't really comic book fans and so on like that and they're like, shit, there's a Zack Snyder thing out there. Like, this sounds fucking awesome. And it's like, huh, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, because generally it seems like, you know, let's be honest, when there's ever an extended cut or something like that, you don't hear just the average audience being like, dude, there's this extended cut of it. That's mostly only the people that are in the movies that are going out there being like, oh my God, they got this Mel Gibson movie. that has a completely alternative ending to it. And someone's like, huh, well, that's interesting. Why does that have an alternative ending? What do you mean, why does it have a different director switch at some point? Like, that's what it is. But the fact that, you know, you can have just, you know, a regular Joe be interested in it. And I think also that. In a sense, because of the marketing strategy that Warner Brothers and HBO kind of used on it. Where before it would have been like, hey, by the way, like on the, it would be like a little tag on like a Blu-ray disc. Like, an extra 25 minutes, you know, added. And that, that would have kind of been it, you know. It wouldn't have been
1: pushed real hard. Yeah, um, that, plus they actually treated it like, no, this is a different movie. This is a different movie. But the thing about it, if you really watch this movie and focus on what's important to this overall story... It's basically the same thing as a 2017 movie. They just really expand on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I think that, in all honesty, I get why they did this four-hour thing, because basically this is also more of an experiment. It's it's a couple of things. It's, okay, let Zack Snyder make the movie he wanted to make, and then while he's at it, let's throw in every scene that would have been a deleted scene. And uh, while we're at that, let's actually also add in, like, more mid credit, post credit, like teaser type stuff that would have been in there. Maybe it wouldn't have been in there, mm-hmm. but because it's streaming, you, get, you have all time to watch this thing. You're not sitting in a the theater to watch it. So, well, yeah, I honestly in a theater you'd, I, you'd, you'd I,
0: get like four or you get like three screenings a day of this movie, if that even.
1: <laughs> so, so I'm thinking like what probably would have happened if I had to guess. Um, maybe we would have got some special four hour cut if you got it on Blu-ray, but I think that if Zack snyder didn't have that tragedy in his family Mm -hmm. and got to make the movie he wanted to make by the time it was edited down he probably would have had a two and a half hour two hour 45 three hour movie that going out there and people probably would have said you know what that was actually a lot better than i thought it was going to be you know like i think that was would have been kind of because it seems to be kind of redemption for batman v superman for a lot of people
0: yeah, I think that's kinda of, kind of how it goes and so on. And yeah, I think it is definitely one of those ones like let's just give it the super extendo it's almost like if they decide to release like the Watchmen, like the super like the third director's cut version of it, you know, where it is almost four hours too. Like you just said, Hey, we're gonna release that as our main version now. You know, because that's I almost feel like this is the one like this is probably going to be the version that replaces sort of the other Justice League. The other Justice League one's going to be the one that almost probably disappears for a while. And then all of a sudden you'll see it kind of later on be like, hey, remember, there was this other version of Justice League. And then they'll kind of re-release it that way.
1: I guess if you were to release this movie, let's just say they were ballsy and they did release this as a four hour movie. My problem, not so much with the runtime, but more of just the pacing of the story my only real problem with that would be if, because um, you know, after they, after, when you have the epilogue, after they defeat dark that dark side, uh, Steppenwolf, and then they kind of have the whole ep, they have the whole monologue from Victor's father, and they're having all the scenes to see everyone mm-hmm. kind of moving forward in their lives. It has this really upbeat, optimistic feeling, and you're like, okay, okay, all right, yeah, right on. This is this is what you should be feeling in a superhero movie you shouldn't be feeling dour dark and depressed you should be feeling like things are gonna be looking up now and then you get to the lex Luthor death deathstroke scene and then it's just like okay okay all right you know that would probably would have been a teaser like it was in the other one like oh now we're doing the nightmare stuff wait superman went evil and this and that and we don't have all this good op we, we built up all this optimism and now we're just crashing back down and then it's just like it was a nightmare but hey we have a chance to fix it and um that would have been like i think that that whole nightmare scene even though i like all that stuff i think that should have been placed somewhere else or placed better you know what i mean just because that's like a weird note to end on even if it is ends with like martian manhunter saying yo sorry i woke you up but uh yeah, I, I just like, just what happens, like, creepily
0: I'm, standing over the bed.
1: Yeah, well, I would like to imagine like after all that, like after Batman just had like a, you know, just like this weird nightmare. There's a green man floating outside his lake house for no reason. He's like, all right, later. He's like, all right, I guess I'm gonna go back to sleep now. Or <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't know, I might have worse nightmares now. I'm not too sure. <laughs> Yeah, so I, just, I think that, like,
0: they because, you know, there's there's a couple nightmare scenes throughout it, you know, because Barry has his and so on like that. Like, I think they almost should have spread those throughout there and kind of had, like, the nightmare scenes almost been, like, this is the best way. I'm going to use a Watchmen reference. It should have been, like, the pirate scenes where you kind of just spread them out, you know what I mean? And you kind of get a little bit more of that, that tale as time goes on.
1: Yeah, I think that would have been more useful rather than just little snippets and then one giant chunk of it at the very end which that whole scene is great and that's also a really cool oddball team it's batman cyborg flash mira deathstroke and joker Mm -hmm. now i know that if it was the comics there probably would have been like one or two more like oddball characters maybe like the Adam or like you know like vixen or someone like that yeah but i think for the characters they have set up that's a interesting kind of like weird mixed match team right there
0: no yeah i actually thought that was actually pretty darn neat too and at first i didn't first when they showed like the flash i didn't think that was the flash i thought that was gonna be like is that gonna be like a jason todd or something like that and then it was just like oh well joker's talking about killing him so i'm pretty sure that's not jason todd Stan right there and i was like oh okay it's the flash once you should like a close shot of him because he just didn't say anything at first and he was in like that armored suit, and it just and it was kind of red, so it had like a darker red, so it had almost more of like I felt like that or a Red Robin or something like that.
1: When he comes through that suit in the um, in Batman v Superman through the time vortex. Oh, or whatever, that's right.
0: I guess he he isn't in that one.
1: Yeah, um, a guy, a friend of mine who I saw the movie with, who he, he he likes he likes DC, but he doesn't read the comics. He read like miscellaneous comics. He mainly knows it from. The animated movies and the um the uh uh, arkham games Mm -hmm. he thought that was jason todd that came through the vortex like no that was flash that's Flash. like really that's flash like yeah Well, what was it that i don't know we have to wait and see if that movie comes out then like well i guess they're never gonna find out yeah but like they come back around i I guess that's the thing because we're getting like teasers for movies that we might never see now but at the same time Warner Brothers is very reactionary, so I can see them actually moving forward with this in one form or another. Maybe not everything Snyder wanted to do, but to a certain extent. Well, he Snyder might get like that, almost
0: like Francis Ford Coppola, like Godfather Two type deal, where it'd be like, "Yo, we want you to make this, and we'll give you, We won't get in your way whatsoever." You know what I mean? They might actually give him something like that because. It could be that one where Zack Snyder... Because, you know, almost in a sense, if this movie does really well, Zack Snyder will have, like, the power to kind of probably be like, you know what, hey, if if you want me to do this and that's what the people want, you got to let me have full reign. Yeah, well... And I even even think by this... Because here's, like, this is the other thing. This is, like, almost like the other, like, almost one of the most ballsiest things I feel about this movie more more than the movie itself is the fact that the movie is in full screen the whole time and it and I, and when I was watching I'm like well that must be because he shot it in IMAX. Did you know like when you would get like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies or the second one and the third one I don't think it's on the first one they have IMAX but um and you know like when you're watching it cuz that was the first time I ever watched a movie at least at home on Blu-ray and you'd be like oh the movie cuts from being in like you know normal you know 240 aspect ratio widescreen and then it goes to like a weird it's not really full screen but it's kind of like a partial like not super wide, but something like that. And th- those scenes always look so much better anyways. Because I just remember going, like, why don't they just shoot the whole movie like that? Because that, that actually looks so much better when it goes to the IMAX camera compared to, like, the, the regular camera. It's not the regular camera's bad, but, like, IMAX in comparison just looks so nice. And, mm-hmm. I mean, when you're watching it, like, on streaming, you, you don't get that same feel as if it was a Blu-ray. Because I feel like this movie will look really amazing once it finally comes out, like, on Blu-ray or 4K and so on like that. So it can actually look real decent. You know, because it just you know when you stream it, it always just has like the feel like you're watching it on DVD. You know, like you got it from like Blockbuster or something. But um, you know, it's one of those ones like the, the whole idea that like I, this is just what I think about. It. It's just like they're like we're we're letting the director preserve. He wants he, he shot an IMAX and he 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 wants it to be full screen and so on like that because you just know that I'm surprised HBO and Warner Brothers. They they they're probably call lines and email lines were probably blown up to the max. Being like, "Uh, uh your movie's all jacked up on here. I, I can't figure it out. Like, where's, what the fuck's wrong with your settings?" You know, you know that there are so many people that probably call in and say, "Why is this movie?" Because you know, I think people get it if the movie's from like 1940s. That oh, it's in full screen. Okay, that makes sense and so on like that. But like literally, when was the last time It it is not a made for TV movie? I guess of back in the day, but like a full on like theatrical movie has been full screen you know other than than like that (laughs) Apollo 19 movie that's that's the only one I could think of but I don't think everything in that movie was full screen but it had full screen moments in it because it was supposed to be like 1969 um, or whatever
1: I don't know my guess would be some kind of found footage movie if that but Mm -hmm. um I I, I could actually like dealing with the response to that they'd be like you know what we're gonna get a lot of stupid questions about this Let's like make some bots to just go out and have like pre like pre answers ready for these.
0: Well, it's just weird because it doesn't even explain it like when the movie starts off. Because I'll say this, it even threw me off when I first started up. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with HBO? Like it's all jacked up because it's like it's so. Because you, nowadays you expect like not only the movie to be like a 185 aspect ratio, you expect it to be like Star Wars like 240 like super wide. And that that's kind of the general go to for you know big epic movies. So the fact that like you, it's almost like you go back in time. And it's just like let's make it look like a made for TV movie. Because I will say like the like the first half an hour I'm watching it, it almost had like kind of a hokier look because of that. Like it felt like the, it felt like you were getting like some long lost movie from like 1997 or something like that. Like oh that's what the Zack Snyder cut was. He actually made this when he was a kid before he even made anything else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he started real early.
0: <laughs> And I just think it's like uh, one of those ones like, you know, it, it's it's weird to like go with that because I just feel like that, that's that got to be – it's not like the worst thing ever. But it almost made me – it might me like almost like when you were a kid and you asked your parents to like to pick up a movie or whatnot. And when they grabbed the DVD, they didn't grab the DVD widescreen version. They grabbed the full screen one.
1: <laughs> well, you don't want to – it looks like it cut off part of the screen. Like, no, you don't get it
0: yeah it's just like so that's what it kind of gives you a feeling because like it sounds weird you almost need to pull out like a crt tv full screen one to really get the full value out of this movie i feel like that's what it was made for it's like wait a second you need your old 36 inch mitsubishi and then you'll get like the full experience of this film the way the director intended
1: (laughs) well i read something before the movie came out that it was going to be like an imax ratio and then all the uh trailers and ads it was in that ratio so i was kind of prepared for it going in but no i can understand how that would be really confusing for people especially just like wait what the fuck is everything else because i guess because everything's widescreen in this day and age so yeah. it's like why is not this but at the same time i could see them possibly correcting that whenever this comes out on blu-ray or digital download
0: yeah well I guess it's just, you know, it's just it's just so weird. I mean it's, it, it still always blows me away that this day and age IMAX cameras still shoot in like full screen anyways you know you just kind of think it's funny because now it's like you know there's like tv manufacturers like oh, oh, are we going back to four, like full screen maybe people don't like widescreen screen anymore maybe the gimmick's over yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> well um yeah I'm, I'm, I wonder like what it is that like I mean well I think one of the things that got this movie made was you know for years they're talking about it happening and i guess i guess that was one of the i wonder how that came about i wonder how much it was already shot in imax before because most of the movie was already i want to say a good portion of this was already shot and ready to use but um like joss whedon apparently only used 30 percent of it and um it shows when you watch this even though you even though it has the same basic story you kind of see that like oh well this is a different definitely a different take or a different variation on the same scene Mm -hmm. um but I think one of the things that really helped seal this to happen because people were talking with the Snyder Cut for a while, and you know, you would talk, you, they'd have interviews with Jason Momoa or whoever. It's like, oh yeah, he there is a Snyder Cut. I've seen it and it's awesome, but it's too bad that it's probably never going to be seen by anybody else. And then you also had Kevin Smith on um, one of his shows. He he said because he had a cameo in Star Wars, the newest one, mm-hmm. and he was talking to crew members from that, and they said they worked on. On uh, Justice League before uh, J- uh, Joss Whedon got on it, and they talked about some of the differences there. And some of those differences don't make it into this movie, but it's interesting to know that some of the things that almost happened or things they were prepared for, because there's the whole scene. They said there's one ver- version where you know there's a scene where Bat where Alfred's talking to Superman. Well, there's another version where apparently it was going to be like Green Lantern's CG'd in there, and they shot both versions mm-hmm. because they weren't sure which one they're going to go with. But I guess they went more with Superman in the long run. But apparently they had green lights to shine and reflect off him.
0: Huh. That's interesting.
1: So there's things See, like the- that, and then they 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 explained like what his trilogy, what his Justice League trilogy was going to be. And he says there's a couple different versions of the movie. There's one, which I think this is the only guy's, it's similar, but mm-hmm. it's longer and it went into more detail. And then there's another one where it's, uh, basically setting up more of a sequel where the, where, uh, this one happens. Then they go off to f- fight on an apocalypse. They lose third one. Earth is taken over. Characters are already dead, but they're trying to go back in time to stop it from happening.
0: Yeah, they're like, Barry, do that thing that you're not supposed to do. But he's like, well, the bad things are going to happen. Barry, go back in time. But well, maybe One Jim's time I tried to save my ass. mother and it ruined everything. Well, Barry, well, maybe uh, this time it's going to work out better because it's not your mother you're saving,
1: huh? Did you ever think about that? You selfish little fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Start running, nerd. I do like how Aquaman's at this point where you just bully around the Flash. <laughs> well, I think
0: that's like the thing, too, because you always just gotta like... I know that like that's the whole point of, like the Jason Momo Aquaman. I love Jason Momoa Aquaman. Like I don't like I think that the Aquaman movie, that's also one of my other favorite like superhero ones and so on like that. But just I, I think it's just one of the ones that are like, you know, we need Aquaman needs a new image. We just need him to be almost like a tough bully. You know, he's a good guy, but like really he's gonna be the guy who's just gonna say shit to everybody, you know, and he's always drinking and riding the back of dirty pickup trucks.
1: <laughs> no, Jay, they make they went out of their way since injustice came out they've been going out of their <laughs> yeah. way so hard to like manifold i mean he's already I mean you know, because people are like i'm aquaman i wear orange hi guys you know that's that was his like image the the general public but like, yep. no we got to really emphasize the man when they have taught the title it could almost be like aqua man. and then size 36 font man you know so
0: because <laughs> well, yeah that was I, I, justice I, was, it was like they made him the most brutal character in that game
1: his, his attack where he, like, stabs somebody, calls a wave, lifts them up, like, it's fucking dinner time, and a big-ass shark <laughs> comes by.
0: Yeah, like, like they're like, we got to make him that cool, you know what I mean? Everybody else thinks everybody else is cool, but not Aquaman. He needs a change in style.
1: So I, they're trying to do that, and, like, well, how do we do that? Well, we, how do we have him be a bully to fucking... Because he's fine with everybody else for the most part. He might talk a little bit of shit here and there. But he likes to bully the Flash, which, I don't know, there's something about that. Like, he hasn't done anything wrong, but he's just, like, this fucking nerd.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? Like, he's just gonna go after him, because I can, I will, you know? And, um, but yeah, it's, like, that's the thing, though. It's, like, that, that Aquaman, though, no matter what, I think, by far, is like, almost, like, that's, like, the ultimate takeaway from this whole Justice League experience, if there is anything, is, like... That almost might even change Aquaman. Like, in 20 years from now, people probably won't even... They probably won't have, like, in a sense, the gay Aquaman, like, thought anymore. Because that was always how Aquaman was portrayed, as like, the gay character. Though he, Not like he ever acted like that, like, in there, but, like, they always just made him... I guess, I guess they just saw, like, a screenshot from, like, the 68 show or whatever.
1: Riding a seahorse or whatever. Yeah. Um, they didn't I, see the part think...
0: afterwards where he was murdering that guy, in like, in the back alley of, you know, the underwater bar, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> or like cutting off his own arm to save his son, or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, because even like you think about like because even back then in like the like the late eighties, early nineties, then they were still trying to be like, shit, we got to get rid of this Aquaman image. Let's let's give him a fucking mullet. He cuts off his own arm to save his son. You know what I mean?
1: He looks kind of like the underwater road warrior to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, like you know they, they were going brutal there. Like I feel like at some point that's that's almost like a cool like. I feel like I would love to see that look kind of come back for Rockwell. I
1: really wish actually the mole
0: look came back for everybody, you know? Even this one, too, it's like, you know, Superman, it's like, it's cool that they give him the black suit in this version, which I think definitely is much more fitting, but I'm like, I remember before when they had, like, the, the mustache problem. I'm like, how is it a mustache problem? Just give him a fucking full beard to go with that mustache, and you, you got the Death and Return of Superman look.
1: They, the reason because of the mustache thing was because, I mean, I guess maybe they could have throw a prosthetic beard on there. Yeah, that's CG what I mean, though. Beard.
0: Well, you just, yeah. I mean, look, every, you know, most movies, when you see somebody with a beard, they don't actually have a beard, you know? Mm-hmm. Only like True. those certain ones where like the actor's like, no, I must grow the beard. It's the yeah. only, <laughs> the beard is my acting ability.
1: I just like how Paramount was so petty, like, no. Nah. The mustache stays.
0: (laughs) I I think they should have just left the mustache in general. Like, oh shit, has he been growing that mustache the whole time he's dead? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, who's been shaving him? (laughs) 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 Like, if he just busted out of there with like a Freddie Mercury mustache. I just feel like it's like, I would have just left that. I just would have owned up to it and been like, yeah, Superman's got a mustache. Get over it. (laughs) And a mullet. Give him the the goddamn Superman mullet.
1: It's going to make selling the action figures way easier, just, like, have the same mold. He's got to paint a little mustache on there, yeah. Um, no, um, I was going to say, well, something else they do about this is they expand on the characters, but it all still st- seems like it could fit in the realm. Like, I-, I honestly think, with the exception of Cyborg's dad dying, everything else kind of still fits into place mm-hmm. with everything else that's happened so far. And it annoys me because there was a period after Justice League didn't do good. Like, yeah, we're taking a break from anything Justice League. We'll still do DC things, but Justice League, we're not sure it's so profitable. No, it's profitable. You guys just keep fucking with it. Yeah. It's way easier. Trust me. It's way easier. I know that we're not execs, so we don't really know what was happening behind the scenes. But when you see the things they took out of this movie and the things they put in, like, the fuck... You want to make a movie only two hours long. Or not even into two hours. Like an hour and 15 minutes you take out some of the, like, cyborg father stuff as well as some of the really great Barry Allen and his father stuff, mm-hmm. but you feel the need to put in all this bullshit with a Russian family. I know I already said that, but I mean, that blows my mind. Yeah. And it's not like those those peak characters become anybody. You know?
0: No, like, that's what I mean. It's like, it's like that, that was, that's probably, like, if there's really, like, one, like, that's, like, the ma- it sounds like the weirdest part, but that's, like, the major difference, I feel like, that I will say between that in this one is just having that weird Russian family that literally has absolutely nothing to do with you know like the whole movie like i'm so glad that that's almost taken out just to kind of do that where everything else is almost like you get the extended cuts you get the extra story you get the elements you know kind of thrown in there some other pieces and so on like you really could it's like almost like one of those ones like i don't feel like this like totally eliminates the original justice league i feel like if you were on a time frame and you're like well i want to watch some justice league but i only got two hours you could go with that one and it gives you the overall story but if you were like hey i want to get like some extra background details and some you know more like foreshadowing and so on then you got the four-hour cut
1: if you wanted to like shorten this movie up and get it to theaters i think you could you could do a two hour 45 minute or a three hour version all you really got to do and i'm not saying this to just be you know be trendy and do the thing everyone does make fun of the slow-mo shit for Zack snyder but there's a lot of scenes of the unnecessary slow-mo and that's not me just trying to dogpile i just think one or two of them would work fine, but I think since it's the streaming thing, it's like, okay, we can throw in whatever we want because it's streaming. You can come back to it later if you want. Well, I, but I, I mean, think what
0: it is, too, is I think it's just like Zach just gets full, like, rain on this movie. So he's like, you know what? I'm, my fans like the slow-mo. Everybody likes it when Zach does the slow-mo. Shit, when I walk into work, I'm going in slow-mo, you know? <laughs> See this fucking sesame seed slow mo.
1: you know, <laughs> like, you know you, and like, you ever notice it's, how it's, Alfred
0: Hitchcock talked in slow mo? Well, that's what Zach does, but he doesn't in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: see, you see how see Lois Lane buying coffee in slow mo. You know, because there's like the thing is, there's four character introductions where it's slow mo with like a somber song playing over. You have that with like, um, with Aquaman. You have. Flash saving something someone, you have Lois Lane, you have I wanna say there's another one that's kinda of getting by me, but there's a, there's like three or four different moments where it's like somber, slow-mo, and like if you trim that out, that's probably ten minutes right there. Like if you could just get to the point of what they're mm-hmm. doing. Uh and that's not me. I, I understand for this four-hour cut it makes sense. But if you wanna make if I'm saying if you were to make like the the three-hour version or whatever you could get there by trimming some of that stuff. Maybe some excess scenes here and there, you know? Well, yeah, because um, those are
0: those scenes... That if this movie would have came out like the Zack Snyder version back, you know, in 2017 or whatever, I don't think that th- th- that many slow moves and the weird slow songs and all that kind of goofy stuff would have been in there. I think that would have been the one where Warner's like, yo, get the shit out of here. This is it's taking up valuable screen time for like people to come buy this movie or see this movie again.
1: Even though I do prefer this one over the Joss Whedon version, I will say... um, I understand he's trying to give more of an epic sense of like, these are modern day gods. These are modern day, like this is modern day mythology mm-hmm. that. So I get why maybe some of the song choices that being said, I'm like, you could have maybe used the white stripes for a minute. Like you did in the other one or like Gary Clark jr. Like doing like a Beatles cover. You know, I could have, you could have maybe used some of that just to lighten it up for, make it fun. But yeah. at the same time, I thought, I mean, cause I, I mean, that's another thing out of the Joss Whedon one. People might say it was too poppy, but I liked seeing Aquaman go and save a dude while like the while Icky Thump by White Stripes is playing.
0: No, yeah, that that scene does work pretty well. Like, this. see, that's I think is this one doesn't take away. It's not like this is like the version I feel like you see this one. You're like, well, why would you even watch the other one? I feel like they you could still watch the other one because it's like. It's got like it's just it's a cool to see a lot of different like alternative cuts. It's almost like that version of Mallrats that there is out there where it's just it uses like all the alternative cuts and so on. Like it doesn't like at all replace the original Mall, Mallrats one, but it like it's neat to see it kind of be like shown in a different light in a sense.
1: I liked what the and speaking of that, kind of alternate cuts and expansion on other cuts. I really like what they did with Barry Allen in this because I mean, I'll say when he first comes in, tell me if you felt this way mm-hmm. when they first show him he's going to that interview for the dog place yeah that right there i'm i'm not gonna lie i felt like i was you know like how when michael bay tries to do like comedy in his movies and you know it's not just like coincidental like there's something about <laughs> weird cringy awkward humor dialed up to 11 which michael bay likes because it's in every one of his movies <laughs> he, even the movies based on true stories
0: yeah so
1: so, uh, and I'm not going to count Pain and Gain. I really like that movie. I'm not counting that one. Yeah. Um, I think that's the one movie you could actually call a comedy. Um, but uh, there's something about that scene when he's going in, like, resume, resume. <laughs> it's like, a, I don't know what was in my pocket. Like, I, got, I got, like, a trash monster in there or something. Anyway, <laughs> like all that was, like, so fucking cringy it's like you're not gonna be like this the whole fucking movie are you and then yeah once he actually once he actually goes back to his lair and you have the expanded version of the scene with him and uh, Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. from there on in he was great but I also like the scene with his dad They that, that scene even though it was worked in the original movie the original cut Something about it was way more impactful in this one.
0: Yeah, it's, cause, well, it's just because it's a little more expanded. Yeah, I will say, that probably was the weakest scene in this entire movie, is that dog scene. And I think that's supposed to be Iris in there. Which, this is the thing it I can is. figure out. She literally... How does she get into such a bad car accident? Like, she, like she's driving, like, a 50s vehicle. That car does not have that, you know, grand of acceleration. You know, I mean, it's like... She pulls out, like... You know what I mean? It's like, she's only, like... 15 feet away from running into that semi-truck. Like, how, like she's probably crashing into it in real life would be like 10 miles per hour. I'm pretty sure it would not look like she crashed into it at like
1: 120. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'll be honest, I didn't put that much thought into it. Well, that nice was all place. I was thinking. It was like, a nice
0: you, The semi-truck's coming down the road. She's literally parked at the corner. I mean, how she hard? Wasn't, she didn't have a lot of spe-
1: speed. Yeah, because.
0: and she's in like the oldest vehicle. I mean, maybe if she was in like a rocket car or something like that, I would believe it. But like, yeah, that—that's the one scene though. I will say that that's probably the weakest scene in there, and that's almost the one where I feel like you literally could chop that one out. And I—I would—I I would say that's probably fine. That—that that scene's kind of goofy and weird. it's not terrible. It's not like it's almost one's like oh, the scene ruined it for me. You know, it's—it's it's like a CG like mustache being taken out. Like I can't watch it anymore. No, not I don't mean it like that, but. It, is, it could have been. It's just goofy one and thing. it's kind of dumb and it's almost
1: unrealistic, if that makes sense, too. If there's one scene, I guess one hero introduction to cut off, it's probably that. What you could have done, and this isn't me like. Zack Snyder would be like, if he heard this, we, oh, all right, tell me, guy who were, made drunk Batman, tell me <laughs> what he would do, you know. Um. All right, shit, he's actually listening to us. Okay, come on, we, we got Zack on the phone right now. Hold on. <laughs> Robin, Robin, lay out the red carpet. He's not fucking here.
0: Still, he's here in spirit. You know. I, I want his voice to be able to go across some nice carpet right there and, you know, kind of feel the tones. Cruise lawn. Oh, get, get, oh, get that chili stain out of there, Robin. Jesus, I told you to get these washed, like, three years ago.
1: <laughs> You're the one that keeps fucking spilling shit on it. <laughs> anyway, but um, it's one of those things where um, where uh, that whole scene, you could have probably cut the scene with him. I guess they wanted to show him meeting Iris and kind of give it early mm-hmm. introduction to his powers. You could have just probably cut to him, almost what the Weeding cut did. Um, I know I say I prefer this one way over the Weeding cut, but at the same time, there's a few things like I kind of get sort of why you did this kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, you could have just you know had bruce wayne talking about him again showed the, the security camera footage and then cut to him meeting his dad and then their meeting you know what i mean yeah because this this whole scene it did go on like a bit longer mainly because of the slow-mo and then just the awkward humor but um it's by no means really brings the movie down no um,
0: it's just weird i think that's all <laughs>
1: Cyborg is a character they did a lot with in this. I think they really. I get why Ray Fisher was pissed off at Josh Whedon because he really shortchanged Cyborg.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's because well, I remember because even the other one I kind of thought too. You though know, I liked all the Cyborg stuff and the Josh Whedon one. It was one of those one feels like Cyborg could be kind of expand on, and in this one it definitely is. Even though this one though, it does make Cyborg more of that like "fuck you, dad." Always at work, you know. If you, if you just weren't working all the time, be like, son. Do you like this fucking nice place we live at, and all this nice shit, and that nice leatherman jacket you have that's from Under Armour? You know, yeah. Guess what? The other kids at school don't have an Under Armour jacket. You know, just just letting you (laughs) just letting you know. Yeah, (laughs) because I know the guy at Under Armour because uh, we help uh, technology there. You know, that's what we do at Star Labs. So um, yeah, maybe you should think about your dad having to work to save the
1: fucking universe sometime, and you know he doesn't always have time to go see your fucking football game. Just saying. I'll say, though, that is always a plot point. That's that's always been the plot point for cyborgs. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, so, you know, uh,
0: back in the day, that, that story's not, like, as redundant as it is nowadays. Like, now nowadays, I just feel like we see that. It was, like, I think it got played out really bad throughout, like, the 90s and early 2000s of, like, there's dad's not there. You know, the Disney dad classic syndrome or, like, jingle all the way. I mean, there's so many places. Hook.
1: You know? The two, yeah, the, the the two, my my two go tos, because there are times where it's like maybe you could make room in the middle ground for it, but jingle all the way, definitely, because he does all this work to give the toy and he gives it away to the man he hates most, <laughs> yeah, and the man who tried to kill the kid just five minutes ago. There's that, and then you also have like in Hook, which is like we we talked about this only a few weeks ago, but still, there's the part where he's on a business call. And he's, the kids come running it. There's it's like a room with, it's a house with like 18 rooms. These fucking kids <laughs> got to come like trampling in to the yeah, room where he's yelling on business and call.
0: jumping and, you know, you...
1: and the mom is like just sitting there, not saying kids, let's take this into the other room, just sitting there letting it happen. And like one of the kids does something to fall down and cut the cord. He says, you just killed our whole fucking family. You little shit. We're poor now. And then the wife is all like, Peter he's like you're right I fucked up like no no no, no. he you should have fucked I'm just yeah fucking that Jack fucked topic. up
0: let's be honest
1: <laughs> Jack the son
0: yeah yeah or yeah let
1: me blow bubbles in my chocolate milk
0: <laughs> yeah well that's the only thing about this one this one has it has a little bit like not not so bad but there's just a little bit like I'm angry dad like son I made you the most powerful guy ever you can like literally do anything you ever want on a computer it's like yeah whatever jimmy's dad at least was there when he got his iMac <laughs> he
1: got his iMac he <laughs> got you an son, iMac son, son. nobody has a computer there for the like unboxing. Yours.
0: it literally was created from space big whoops space sounds like a place you would go dad nothing out there
1: well i just thought it was i get what you're saying with that but i just thought they did a good job with showing his powers being from like Oh, he's the ro- he's the half robot guy with a laser blaster or two. Yeah, he can hack into all this shit. Mm-hmm. He he is one of the most powerful characters in DC continuity now, and really emphasizing that and showing the good he does do with it, like showing like showing like he's adding he's taking money from the overall market and adding in to people who are struggling and having trouble getting by. Well, that, that scene, I thought was kind of like that. Like, son, I said you could go do it. You can't just go...
0: Where'd you get that money from? I don't know. Somebody else's bank account. Like, you, you can't... Son, that, that that's literally theft. From some A.J. Be- Be- Bezos? Bevos? I don't fucking know. I, yeah. I don't fucking... Dad, you gave me powers. I'm gonna fucking use them. You know, yeah, because that scene I thought was like, well, this ones like... I, I get what they're doing, but I'm like, you know... That's that's probably, like, not the right... That's, like, not the right... That's literally, like, going to rob a bank. To, I mean, I know it's, like, a Robin Hood kind of tactic thing, but sometimes it's that thing where it's, like, is that really, like, the, the superhero-y thing to do is just to rob from somebody else to
1: give this. And that lady, and that lady, ends and up that lady, up lady in just jail. like, like how'd you take this much money? And then yeah,
0: and then yeah, who knows? And also, just like, she won a contest. Well, she might go and blow all that money now. Because it'll have like that lottery effect, like when real poor people win the lottery, and then it's like a six months later, somehow, some way, they ran out of it all, and you're like, well, yeah, because they didn't earn it, so now they're like, <laughs> they
1: just blew it on stupid shit. Well, it's also like one of those things. I, I got what they were trying to do with that, and I appreciate it because, especially since they gave him more to do There's like in the movie in the original one he had like one or two scenes of moping around Mm -hmm. and then he shoots like a laser blast once or twice and then he's trying to remove the mother boxes from each other and he doesn't really you know just like i gotta plug into it you know Mm -hmm. that's all where this one i feel like he was doing a lot more and yeah he was i mean in all honesty if you look at him everybody else has a cool power and isn't affected but he is the only one that looks like a robot and just like I can't even fucking I have a dick no more I can't even jerk off anymore you know so it's one of those things so where you just got to use your
0: mind and you could do it and like I, believe me I programmed it all in there for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a, you just got to look under the right folder, okay? All right, it's yeah. not it's not it's not the first thing you see on the desktop, right? I, I, I didn't want to put
0: it on your desktop because I'm afraid that once you found it, you wouldn't use anything else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to go hunting for it, you know. <laughs>
0: You're 17 but, um, years old. I know you talk like you're, like, 42, but <laughs> you're literally, like, the oldest guy in this team, though somehow, way, you're the youngest guy, too, at the same time.
1: Don't ask me how that happened. Um, well, also, on top of that, he's, like, that's why he's getting all those football scholarships. He's a 42-year-old guy just elbowing and slamming fucking 17-year-olds in the throat. <laughs> But, uh, but I don't no, think he's no, I think he's how is he? How no old no, he he's, not, he's only he 17. Looks, he looks it's
0: just so. the way he talks in there. He has like such like a sophisticated like he just you know like let's be honest, even the smartest 17 year old sometimes always is still going to be kind of a goof. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah you know where he talks like he's this like scientist guy. He talk, he talks more sophisticated than like his dad who's been working in science for years almost. <laughs> you know like he just has this thing like he's been working like in like some kind of like space base for the last 30 years but he has to be 17
1: yeah (laughs) now um well i get why he was going back to this i guess why he was pissed off Josh Whedon because he significantly cut that character down mm-hmm. He has a lot more to do in this film I even like that little thing they add with like the other Arms come out like backup arms to shoot Shit or punch shit while he, while He's like busy face, facing something head on
0: Yeah no, no no that's definitely cool too I mean granted like there's an extra two hours So you can fit all these things in there I feel like That's the thing about yeah. Josh Whedon it's like when you only have like a Two hour time because that's probably like I think a lot of those Things is that you know once Zack Snyder's not there, Warner Brothers kind of says like, you know what? Could you just go in there and just make it like a two hour, like you know, just wham, bam, boom, like get it done with, you know, brighten the colors up a little bit, you know, like I feel like it wasn't necessarily like, hey, this is Josh Whedon's like vision. It's more like I, I came in, they gave me they gave me assignment, you know, and uh, I, I filled you know filled out the numbers and uh, called it you know good, you know. I that's think,
1: how I take it too. I think that's almost how he. I, I think it. it
0: was more like Warner Brothers was like, hey, we just want an experienced director here's our agenda, can you just fulfill this, here's the footage, you know, chop it together and, you know, meet these parameters. So I think that's sort of it, and I think people need to sort of make sure they look at it in an open mind thing like that, because I think it's just really easy to, like, hate that version when you see this one, you're like, well, yeah, because one guy has ultimate freedom, one guy's coming in to save the day, in a sense. (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, I I feel like the whole thing with Weed, and I mean, I don't really even know the whole situation, but um... I I feel like that there is like some dumb things they added that didn't need to be there. I do like the color correction in Whedon's film. I wish these movies weren't as muted. Well, so, I do I like do... the
0: the vibrant hair that like Mara has, and I like the um, like just some of the looks. Like just I think I think that extra bit of color in there that makes it look more superhero like, though.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, look, just looking at the I mean not not because the, the not because the the Snyder cut version. The covers black and white, but I mean, just look at like the Justice League title on like HBO Max. They're all very bright and colorful and popping out. You know, mm-hmm. it's just more noticeable that way. Where here, it's all very muted. Uh, but still, I mean, that being said, I still pre- prefer the director's cut on this. And I think that there's something about um, something about like I-, I feel like a big part of it because people want to always blame like Zack Snyder. For putting so much into one movie, but in all honesty, I can honestly see that being in all honesty, honest fuck. <laughs> I could I could see that actually being Warner Brothers saying, "Okay, we want to catch up with Marvel, so try to just jam all these characters in there, get it out like in a, in a teaser, do this, do that." You know what I mean? I can honestly see him trying to meet their mandate. And then when that falls through, then be like, Zach, you fucked up. Like, well, you told me to tease this stuff so we can get this. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, like, make them happy, but at the still same time, follow through with his vision.
0: Yeah, almost like a Spider-Man 3 type thing, where it's just like you had yeah. one idea going like, hey, could you
1: jam this in there too while you're at it? <laughs> Let's actually cover, uh, I want to mention um, the f- for, uh, fourth world, like New Gods for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. I thought they did a good job with, I know that, um... I didn't really like Steppenwolf in the the 2017 version just because he was just ominous, angry, bad guy. And that's, you know, I, I wasn't expecting anything else, though. But here, I thought they did a good job of, like, he his his dialogue is hardly different, but just the facial expressions he has. And the guy in the mocap suit or the animators, however they did it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When he was talking to and he almost looked pitiful, like he was pleading... Like, you can see in his eyes, like, the fear and also the regret of him fucking up and trying to screw over Darkseid at some point in time. Like, there's something just that much more kind of made him, like, not a sympathetic character, but a little bit more of kind of, like, a, I don't want to say relatable. But you kind of understood him just a little bit more.
0: (laughs) The picture Steppenwolf just like, hey, he's relatable. Like, it's almost like an ad in, like, a sitcom. His arms crossed, he's leaning back.
1: look at his look at his like uh hdr geiger outfit you know (laughs) like the whole like lovecraftian like thing his suit was even different too it had that weird metal like all those metal like blades kind of flip open up and down randomly here and there
0: yeah and you know those are those kind of things where it's like when you once again when you got the three years to put the put the movie together you can add all these extra details that you would never have had time for but i do think they bring them out really well i think you know um yeah, the rest they like the kind of like the New Gods crew when they kind of show them because they kind of tease him throughout there and Darkseid kind of appears and like they they bring him in that flashback where they have like you know the ancient battle where it has and it, was Zeus in the last
1: version when they he did? was okay it was Zeus yeah I, I'm, I'm, I thought it was cool that Ares they they, they just mention oh, Ares yeah, is the okay. one that made the shot and it's kind of cool they 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 acknowledge that because before it was just like oh, you just, he lost, or Steppenwolf lost, whatever. But mm-hmm. this one, they actually show Ares. So, oh, yeah. you guys are making the connection to Wonder Woman. It took Ares to bring him down.
0: Yeah, no, I thought that was really neat. I felt like they kind of expand on certain things there. Um,
1: you know, he, it, he really fucked up that Green Lantern. Not just like, it wasn't just before. Like, whack him, he's off screen, then the ring flies away. It's like, he fucked him up.
0: Oh, yeah, he kind of, yeah, he went to town on that, too. It's weird, because this movie kind of has a rated R, but, like, it's, I, I don't know, I didn't feel like... There, there's a, there's a couple little bit more like slightly violent parts, and of course you know Batman says "fuck the Joker" in a sense, or "I'm gonna kill you when I get back," or, well he say? He's like, "I'm gonna kill he you." He says
1: like, "I'm oh," he says like, um, "When I kill you, I'm pro- making no mistake. I will fucking kill you."
0: Yeah, which which almost I will say that's like one of the parts where you guys kind of say like that doesn't sound like a Batman line as much. I'd be like, maybe like, no, no, I, you know what? You're going away again. I, I feel there's some good in you. We just <laughs> well, need to work these things to- out.
1: Well, he, here's the thing. Like, preferably, does Batman kill people? No, no. Whatever, whatever next cinematic adaptation. Hopefully, um, uh, the Robert Pattinson movie. Hopefully, he's not killing people. But I, we kind of know that's what Snyder has him do by this point. Yeah. So by well, now, it, it's it's it, by that and then by, by that point, if you're in like the the future and everything's already fucked up. Yeah. What's it, why is it a big deal if he's killing Joker by now?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not really complaining about that too much, you know what I mean? I just think it's kind of funny when you just see that kind of stuff in there, and, like, they, they hit real hard on it, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I know there's, there's so many people out there, they, they love what... I always call them Punisher Batman. People want to see, you know, Batman done just, like, almost if he was the Punisher. Like, so many people want that. And I feel like that really, like, owns up for that kind of, like, you know, take of Batman.
1: Well, there's people who their, their entire knowledge of Batman is informed off of... Uh the burton movie, like adam west and then the burton movies and then jules schumacher leading up after that so when i i was telling my i mean you know i don't talk about comic book stuff with my dad too often or anything like that but somehow it came up a conversation that batman doesn't kill like batman kills people like no he doesn't he's like oh like in that movie he like killed joker he there's that factory he strapped a bomb to a guy and chucked him off a bridge yeah in the comics but in the books i mean in the movies yeah but in the comics he's not supposed to kill people he hardly ever kills people unless it's like some dark parallel universe thing Mm -hmm. he's like no shit huh all right they went back to watch a nascar or whatever it was so um, (laughs) he's like oh there's
0: an accident i hope somebody gets killed (laughs) need to make up for that conversation we just had
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh but no it's yeah i i think that by that point i get why it but tell, tell me if you got this there, there's something that stood out i actually asked i i had we talked about snyder cut on Octo rock talk with james mm-hmm. but i want to note i want to see if you notice this because maybe it's just me maybe my eyes are fucked up maybe i'm looking too deep into something joker hands him the car and he says when you want to know what I more or less says when you know when you want to know what I did to Robin and have the truce be over, just rip this card up, and when he takes the card, it kind of holds on Joker's hand for a minute, and it looks like there's almost like a hook in his glove, and it holds on that, and he's like, "Oh, you're good, and maybe i'm just maybe I didn't see it clearly or maybe I'm adding things that aren't there, but I almost took it like. There was like a string at the end of that card, and it was gonna blow up or something once he pulled it. But Batman did something to sever it or something, and has the card. And Joker's like, "Oh, you're good." You know, you know what I'm talking well, cause, about? Because
0: he does say, "Oh, you're good." Maybe that that minds are like, okay, Elsa. If that's that, these are the perfect like moments that like if you would have saw this in theaters like on a you know big screen, you probably would have saw that real well. But some of those things get kind of lost when you're watching it at home. You know, I, I, I bet you that might have been kind of it. Because I was kind of wondering exactly what was going on there, you know. Because
1: and it, the, it looks like it's holding on to his hand, and I thought I saw a hook sticking out of his glove. Mm-hmm. So I'm not entirely—maybe as maybe he went to grab it, he just, like, plucked Joker with a little, like, needle, like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Maybe that's all it was. But it just held on his hand for a second. He says, oh, you're good. Like, and this is just me trying to connect the dots. Yeah,
0: well, it would be interesting to kind of relook at that scene and kind of see what exactly was going on there. But, um, no, I think that does sound kind of like, well, that makes sense because that seems like a total Joker thing to have anyways, is have the card on a string anyway. You know, and it yeah, does like something. Pull when a it, top cat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, it was also that that scene, too, kind of remind me of is, is almost that last Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, um, Batman Last Night on Earth it almost kinda of had that sort of feel, like Bat even though there's the other crew there with them too, but it almost kinda of reminded me of like, you know, Batman and the Joker kind of having to work together and, you know, go through this kind of apocalyptic kind of time.
1: Well, DC really likes putting their characters in a post-apocalyptic Mad Max world. Mm-hmm. Because if you think back on it, there's a couple of books where they do something similar. There's okay, there's um Injustice. There's Last Night on Earth by Scott Sn- by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um there is and I think Kingdom it was pulled come. from this Kingdom Come. Then there's there's also there's the one which I think this was pulling from. There's some Justice League. I never read this book, but I've read the synopsis on, it. I want to find it. Is during Grant Morrison's run. They did something to save the world, and then we jump, like a few years later, the world's fucked, and a bunch of characters are dead. And um it's this down to this ragtag team of survivors. Yeah, it wasn't Legion, think fuck. Um, I want to say it was like a bunch of them, and a bunch of them ended up dying. Like, Batman was in the place of Desaad, and he had to do horrible things to get by, but now the opportunity has has arisen, so now he has a chance to help out the Resistance. Mm -hmm. I want to say the last two characters alive are the Adam and Speedy of all characters. That's actually kind of a cool team up right there. And the way they bring down Darkseid is they... um, they kind of do the Ant-Man and Hawkeye thing. Like, mm-hmm. he shoots he shoots uh, Adam on an arrow or something towards uh, Darkseid. And he shrinks so small, he's able to go through, like, this little, like, force field thing that Darkseid always has around him, which makes him almost, like, impenetrable for most people. But he manages to go through him, go through his eye, and then get bigger inside of him. And then just basically, from the inside, goes, you're fucked. And just, like, shoots up the inside of his brain, killing Darkseid right there. But out of that, that triggers something, and it, they're able to set time back to stop them from ever doing whatever it is that ended the world in the first place.
0: Huh? That's actually kind of interesting in itself. Speedy is like, he's like, here, take this giant bag of heroin I've been holding on to. <laughs> yeah. Darkseid never—he's never used it before, so you're gonna shove this much into his
1: course. He doesn't—he doesn't have my tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I found. I saw a post. I want to. I gotta find a wall in our in our apartment. There's a poster of that Neil Adams, like Speed Speedy, out. about to shoot up. Like my ward is a junkie. Like I want. I saw a poster of that. Oh, finally, there's. That'd be. I a, need a poster of that. That'd be an amazing <laughs> one to have. Yeah, for a while I couldn't find it anywhere. It was one of those things like you could find you could you could find it, maybe just print it out and make it all big, but it'll look all pixelated. But I found an official poster of it. Like I need that. I need that.
0: Well, that'd, that'd be that'd be the most amazing thing to have because that's always I always go every single time Warner Brothers or I guess DCU asks like what animated one should we do next? Traveling Heroes,
1: Traveling Heroes. Come on, do that one. And you know what? I, I honestly I think they could. You could put that as the, whenever they like. We're gonna do. We're finally doing. We're doing the Green Arrow, Green Lantern movie. Like awesome. Let's see the cover. <laughs> it's just the live action version of that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> word bubbles and everything. Yeah, exactly. See, so that's something you just, you don't see that on a movie
0: poster, anyways. The word <laughs> bubbles. So you'd be you'd be a first there.
1: <laughs> People are gonna stop. But like, you know what? I'm not sure if it's gonna be any good, but I just gotta know. It's, like, <laughs> most of the movie is just. It's not even the rest of Travel and Heroes. The rest of the movie is almost just Green Arrow and Green Lantern taking Speedy to AA.
0: <laughs> yeah, just kind of like a, a progressive story of like drug use and so on.
1: But um, uh, I think that... Well, I was going to make an example before I went on that tangent. Um, yeah, so DC really likes to do post-apocalyptic stuff with their characters, and, and, you know, and I think that's what they... They're like, let's just finally do this with the movies. But I honestly think that's something they could have waited... Like a movie or two down the line, like Dark Side seems a little big for your first Justice League movie. I think it should have been someone like Vandal Savage or Prometheus or maybe mm-hmm. the uh, Injustice Gang or something.
0: Well, I, I kind of think the same way too because I feel like once you sort of do Dark Side, you, you like it's almost like. In a sense, where do you go from there? You you hit the biggest character right off the bat, you know? It's not like... You know, I feel like... I mean, granted, you know, there's only, you know, so many characters you can go through of the real big ones, but, like, I think there's kind of a build-up, you know? It's almost kind of like, you know, maybe even, like... Sometimes I always feel like you can do sort of like... You do kind of like the mid-sized, like, big guy first. Then you can go to the real big... Like, Yeah. And then, like, on the third one, you can almost maybe go to, like, maybe an alternative-type
1: weird one, but... I think a good one not to like go I know because this is the basis of the whole movie and for the whole movie the basis works but I think it could have worked if you just to make it less less setup and less lore you could have almost just done the just an injustice gang or injustice uh, league or whatever it is you know what I mean or like um, what's another character like they never use anymore like like a uh, Mongol or Despero
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Kinda kinda lead them in with those type of characters. Saru? Yeah. Well I mean like and even still with like the the new gods type ones, there's, there's all kinds of characters you can kinda pull from even there. I was really hoping that Granny Goodness was gonna show up when they kinda
1: They she pops up when they're in the portal, but she did not say anything. You just stand there with her like shock stick.
0: Oh, okay, she was there. That's kinda one of like, that's like one of the best characters. I'm like, why is Granny Goodness not getting some
1: lines? I mean so... I, I guess you could almost lead them in like that. I mean, um I know that's kinda really let's really use as, let's really stretch the taffy out and see how before it snaps. But I guess you could almost do like this one, they're fighting Steppenwolf. Next one, they're fighting granny goodness. One after that, the furies, then dark side, you know? Yeah. So they, they might do something like that, but no, she was, um, when, um, they kill Steppenwolf and they throw like his body through them. They do the whole like roadhouse, like, like take him back! Just chokes him in the river. When <laughs> <laughs> They just do that with Steppenwolf. Like after he's all like, "I used to fuck guys like you in prison." And Wonder Woman cuts his head off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, like, like you see, like uh, there's the sod to the left and Granny Goodness standing there to the right.
0: Okay, well, because I was looking there and I was like, "Is that Granny Goodness?" I don't know. It just you know didn't look exactly like the comic book, so I was kind of. She
1: didn't have like the long hair. Her hair was more like looks kind of like Ellen DeGeneres if she went to if she worked out a lot
0: yeah yeah that's probably it. well I'm always used to Granny Goodness especially in, like the older comics where like she literally just looks like someone's you know evil crazy grandma
1: evil crazy grandma that's just jacked yeah
0: jacked but she's got like the grandma afro and the glasses Oh, it's
1: Granny yeah
0: so it's like that's what I always kind of pictured but um but uh, yeah, well, I, I feel the way that this is sort of set up. I think that it would be. It sounds weird, but like it's not necessarily like the trilogy of Justice League. I feel like it's almost like Justice League Part One. Now there's Justice League Part Two, and it's like it's a double feature type thing. Because I picture that, like, let's just say they give they give um Zack Snyder they give him like the Francis Ford Coppola and Godfather Part Two. Like, hey, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? You, you killed it on this one. Just go out and we'll let you, you know, do your story. If you want to make another four-hour, you know, giant, enormous movie, go for it. I mean, come on. Zack Snyder's movies can't cost that much. They're all fucking... C- they're, like, all, like, on a yeah. CG soundstage anyways. like, I've seen the special features on every single one of Zack Snyder's movies. They've always been like that.
1: True. They, they, True. they, they literally yeah.
0: look like the cheapest movies known to mankind when you see behind the scenes of them.
1: That's what most blockbusters are now. Cause, I mean, you think about, like, well, Avengers he, Endgame. Like, Endgame is, like, one of the biggest movies biggest action movies ever made, but you really think about it. Like it's people in wacky costumes. Half their costumes have like are green with weird little like motion capture dots all over it. Yeah, And then, and then you got like, they're on top of like a pile of like styrofoam rubble. And then with a big green screen behind them.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel it's like the three people that kind of put that all, they they kind of made that, you know, sort of popular is George Lucas, Robert Rodriguez and Scott Snyder. Those like the three guys that pioneered like, Hey, I don't want to leave this one room.
1: <laughs> you let know? them come to me.
0: And it's funny because it's like, I remember like when those movies first came out, like in like, you know, like the early 2000s and so on, is people were like, w- what? Like, it's just, it just looks like all CG and so on. It's like, that looks kind of cheap and whatnot. I mean, even myself, I used to kind of think of like, so I think is those movies do look kind of cheap and you can see the CG and so on. And it's funny how like nowadays it's like what all movies are, but nobody seems to almost notice it anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing about a lot of the Star Wars movies is the CG did not age well. And, um, I guess we'll see how these movies look in the next couple of years. I mean, I, I want to say I watched, I watched, um, Avengers, the first Avengers a few months back and the CG looked great. So yeah. who knows? I like mean, I'm not movies. saying the CG looks
0: bad, but I can always notice that like you could tell what's yeah. real and what's not, you know, I think that's kind of the thing is, is like, it, there's a big difference between looking at like, you know, what, like a ginormous production, like something like a dances with wolves where everything's real to like when like you look at you know these big kind of superhero movies and you're just like these guys outfits aren't even real you know (laughs) i mean they're all wearing fucking pajamas and running around you know what i'm like Uh, Zack snyder's play stand
1: (laughs) well at the first time i was caught off guard and i i could not tell it was cg well i knew parts of it were cg but not all of it was people now i look at it i could tell it's cg by the time um when i saw the uh second pirates of the caribbean movie and there's the bill Nye character um the uh uh octopus guy um D- D- davy jones. jones and his tentacles when, when i first saw him i i, I knew that certain things because i knew that the puppetry couldn't be that intricate there were certain things i knew that were cg but i thought they're using cg to enhance and make it do certain things i thought it was a guy in like makeup and pro- prosthetics but mm-hmm. just like enhanced with cg but then I'm like oh oh, it's all CG. Yeah. That's what I, that's like, okay, got me off guard there. But now most of the time I feel like I see something I can tell it's CG. I mean, the other one, I know it's CG not because it looks bad, but just because, you know, that that's impossible is Dark Knight. Dark Knight, that looks very believable when Two-Face has half his face burnt off. It doesn't look CG at all.
0: Well, yeah, and Christopher Nolan's one of those kind of guys that doesn't use a lot of CG anyways. He's very
1: sparing with it, so he's careful and... I, I, so I'm wondering how Dasad and Darkseid are going to look like in 10 years. But actually, I actually want to speak on this. I, I like Dasad's one of those characters. And I, I'm i not going to say walking out of this movie. Well, I guess walking away from my couch after it's done. <laughs> but I mean, uh, like... Walking out of this movie uh, as I'm walking to the refrigerator. Kind of like wondering yeah. what... <laughs> um, Dasad was a character I never really liked. And just because he seemed so snively and so like kind of like... I'm a douchebag for no reason. Where even though he still is that to an extent, mm-hmm. I feel like his presence was a little bit more ominous and it was a little bit more threatening. Not just like the crusty old fuck in a, in a hood just saying idle threats, trying to suck off Dark Side any chance he gets. You know what I mean? I I could tell he just seemed a little bit more threatening to me. I liked what they did with him. Even yeah. though he was only he was there for exposition more than anything else.
0: Well, he used to have sort of that old-fashioned, almost like the 80s kind of like... You know, the villain always had, like, that one annoying sidekick that would always follow them around and whatnot. And I guess it's just, like, the because it was free labor he put up with it, I, I always feel like <laughs> if you if you had to hire this guy and pay this guy out of pocket, you would never have him around. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I always feel that's kind of how it is. He's like, well, you know what? It kind of saves. You know, I don't have to pay workman's comp on him. and So, on. Ah, yeah, I can keep him around.
1: Well, since he does also,
0: the dirty man, jobs yeah. that nobody else wants to do because he always wants to be on my good side.
1: <laughs> well, that, that's another thing they did with the, with uh, some of the new gods is um, back in the old comics, or not the old comics, just the basic comics, like Darkseid and, not Darkseid, uh, Desad, Steppenwolf, and some of the Furies and all them, mm-hmm. they were just, they looked like regular people in goofy, fucked-up costumes. Where here, it's like, oh, no, uh, Steppenwolf looks like an alien. Dark uh, DeSaud looks like an alien. Granny Goodness is kind of off in the corner. She looks humanish, mm-hmm. but I think that works for that character.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I think, too, back in the olden days, I think it felt like that was all you had to do is like, hey, it's like they're like humans on other planets, but they just evolved differently, you know? And I think that was just kind of how people kind of <laughs> wrote and drew them and so on. Like, I don't think, you know, it necessarily needs to look, like, radical to be it, but, um, you, you know, I, I think that was just more the difference of times and making things. Where now but it's also like, also the small things, thing. like, Oh, go ahead. I was just say, like nowadays it's just like, hey, let's just make it like, you know, look real, like way different. So these guys you can tell are not anything of this like universe.
1: Now I know that in um I know by now in DC comics there is it is established like, okay, there's science fiction, there's magic, and in the realm of magic, there's like devil and religion type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um there are points in different adaptations of the comics as well as the shows where they try to present like um apocalypse like that's hell like it's almost kind of like doom like doom is not in the center of the earth doom is a portal to another universe somewhere yeah um or like uh um advent rising is not advent rising advent uh what's the what's the paul ws anderson hell movie with sam neil uh, is it advent rising or yeah i think so got it forgot that or is a... that that bad xbox game i can't remember well, no yeah never mind
0: you're right advent rising is that one for xbox original
1: Advent, I gotta, it's gonna bother me all day if I don't, Advent, I don't fucking know, horror movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Event Horizon, is that it? Event Horizon? Maybe maybe that's it right there. It's Event Horizon, that's the one I'm thinking of, Event Horizon. Anyway, um, it's kinda like, they try to pretend like, that, uh, apocalypse is hell, and the Bible is just early accounts from with these with these creatures they thought were from below or from the afterlife but it's just they're aliens yeah so and i can kind of see them trying to do that's how they present it in smallville of all things as as well as some other stuff but i think when you have a character like constantine there that automatically dismisses all that but i still think that um something in this movie's universe that's how they're trying to present this stuff
0: yeah no that that makes kind of sense right there just give it like i think that's well i guess because like in the comic book sometimes it always feels like hey you know apocalypse is this dude and you know they got the different planets there like the one where everything's kind of nice and so and of course P- apocalypse planets like fuck that nice planet right there i want to make sure i take that over you know i'm gonna send <laughs> my kids over there because i don't feel like getting up <laughs> I like got, to got a NASCAR on later today. Why am I getting up off the couch?
1: <laughs> he likes to sit and ponder. There. Like, I just would like to. I thing just cut to like Dark Side, just sitting there looking all stoic, pondering. You know, his, his resting his chin on his fist, just looking. You see, he just has a shitty old black and white TV, watching fucking like Babe Ruth or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you know, it like, takes a
0: long time for uh, this <laughs> Earth programming to get to us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
1: tell him that he misses the swing. <laughs> like he misses, then he just like, just stoically, just like stands up, puts his hands behind his back, walks to like you know a lava waterfall or something. It's like destroy Earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like oh shit, he's pissed. His he's... team lost.
0: He is, but um,
1: should we tell him he's already dead? No, 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 no. no. no, 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 no,
0: no we just got that in on like the telefax the
1: babe failed me for the last time
0: (laughs) but um but yeah I I hope that if anything though that this Justice League it does spark interest I hope people are actually into it you know maybe this kind of wins because I feel like the the thing is, is like you don't really need to necessarily win over the DC fans. I feel like they're generally on board. It's sort of having to win over. It, it's like that middle ground section. Like, I mean, you're not going to win over the people that just love the Living Daylights out of Marvel. I don't think you're ever going to win them over. So you just kind of bypass that section. But that middle section of people that are kind of wishy washy. Like, you know, I feel like hopefully this will be the one that kind of says like, yeah, you know what? That Justice League one is actually pretty dialed in. I kind of, I kind of dug it.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like that even, like, you know, people always make the Marvel fans versus DC fans. By this point, I feel like they're one and the same a lot of the time. You do get those people that I, I feel like you, you more get Marvel movie fans yeah. who've never opened a Marvel comic or a DC comic, and they get kind of protective over, you know, they, they, they might be the ones attacking DC. Not all the time, but sometimes. And, well, you know... I was going say, I, I just feel like you
0: still just always see a lot of those people that just go, like, the Marvel movies are so much better, but boo 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 Yeah, I'm not really talking about the comic book fans. I think once once somebody's a comic book fan, I think they're a little bit more open-minded to, like, yeah. different choices and so on, like that. You know, not saying that there isn't people that just, like, hardcore stick to one side or the other. But, um, yeah, the movie-wise, it just seems like there's always those people that go, like, you know, the, the Marvel movies are always better, but do boo And it's just like, well, yeah. Go on with that attitude. Of course, everything's... If you, if you tell yourself every single time that this thing's better than that thing, it's always going to be better in your mind.
1: <laughs> well, well, if I'm being 100% honest, I like Endgame more than this right here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that DC movies, I mean, don't like... Like, rein them in a little bit. Like, don't don't like... I mean, you know, because we see what happens when you give them a limitless power. And then we see what happens when they try to... Like straddle them too much and keep them in a certain lane. I think there is something I, I think D C movies definitely have like an expanded universe have them in to be just as good as Marvel. Um, I mean, we've already had some really good like just not let's just take Dark Knight off the table. So let's just talk about the expanding universe stuff. Like we both really like Man of Steel. Aquaman was really amazing fun. yeah yeah so i mean there's and then like uh there is like i mean birds of prey was different but it was uh, i thought it was at least a fun movie yeah that, um,
0: that's one of the ones that was one of the few i just didn't care for a, a whole lot but um i, 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 I do I agree like, that I it is liked it more different the time but like i liked
1: it more the second time around watching it again I, I can say but that being said though i mean i mean movie wise i mean marvel just has way more movies and yeah. i think that if i'm being 100 honest i think marvel does have it down a little bit better but i think dc can be there. it's not like it doesn't have a chance. it's not like it never can be better. Oh yeah. And they're they're, they're this is definitely better than some of the marvel movies. I like this way more than I like either the ant-mans or like uh <laughs> I, L- I love G- like, like you
0: know. went to like the lowest. Like
1: I like it more than the ant-mans. <laughs> well, people really like Ant-Man. People Well, really well, like well, well Ant-Man 1's one's
0: one's really good, let's be honest, but the second one.
1: Ant-Man 1's really good. The second Ant-Man one. one's really good, yeah.
0: But well, like for me, it's like I like I like like granted, like for me as you know, of course, I, I like this Justice League probably more than almost any of the other Marvel ones and so on. I mean, I always throw people's Justice or their Marvel thing off because I always tell them my favorite Marvel movies the Daredevil director's cut one. So <laughs> people get scared. Oh, I say that and Punisher War Zone. They're like what?
1: Punisher Warzone is very underrated. I was just talking MCU, but no I get you. Yeah. Um, but it's like Punisher those, Warzone is very underrated.
0: But you know what I mean, like at the same time, like you know what this also I, I kinda like too is the fact that I will say with the other of the Josh Whedon Justice League one, even though I like don't get me wrong, I like that movie, like I I love the Living Daylights out of that movie. I saw it a couple times in theaters and so on, but like that movie did was doing the thing where it's just like trying to lean a little bit more into the Marvel camp. I'm kind of glad because this movie goes like, no, fuck it, we ain't leading the Marvel camp. We're sticking to what we... We're, we're being DC and we're going to be more serious. Like, and I kind of like how it kind of goes with like keeping that train kind of going. You know, instead of trying to be... Because I feel like th- that's my favorite part a lot of times about movies is that you have choices. And I know a lot of people want to get it to come in the dead center where like they're both the same, but I think it's nice when it's like... Hey, you could almost have a goofy Marvel movie where it's you know almost kind of slapsticky, but then if you want, you got serious DC on the other side. So you have it, not where you you get to like the center point where like they're kind of slapsticky and kind of serious, but you know not real falling hard on one side or the other.
1: I could actually say this. This might be controversial for some people, but and this is not a surprise to you. I like this movie more than all three of the Iron Man movies. I like this one way more than oh um, yeah I was gonna say,
0: I mean me i have come, I've come around to the Iron Man movies, but like I feel like there's like not even a comparison when it comes down to that. shit I like probably suicide squad more than the Iron Man movies
1: really oh well i uh uh well, it's one of those things that like I, like. On a on a large on a scale, like do I would I prefer more in the comics? I prefer DC over Marvel. Not that Marvel doesn't make good stuff. Yeah, I just prefer them more, and I usually keep up with DC more. Lately, most of the Marvel stuff I've been reading has been Marvel stuff from the '90s, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as far as DC goes, I feel like the movies Marvel they they just got it down. They got they got more of a focused, narrowed in like theme and formula and they got it down and they know when they generally know when to pull back on something and when to lean in on something. Like I feel like they have this good balance. DC is still kind of figuring that out, but at the same time maybe they don't need to figure it out. Maybe they just gotta make movies and not try and make it all connected. Yeah. So, we'll see where this they might be leaning back into the connection thing cuz they already kind of this already teases up some of the stuff for like Flashpoint because Barry Allen is the one that saves the day by going back in time. Mm-hmm. So that right there already tees up stuff for the possibility of Flashpoint, and that's what the next Flash movie's going to be. So yeah. and he's apparently universe hopping than time traveling.
0: Yeah, well, that's all I say is I just hope that this right here just sort of sets DC almost more in a path because it feels like. You know, ever since like the Zack Snyder kind of disappeared for a moment, it's like it was almost like they kind of went into a weird limbo. And they, you know, I mean, it's cool that they tried. It. I think you can have like the continual movies and then like do the experimental movies all at the same time. Like, because I don't like when everything's con- you know, like con- or like continued because then I feel like you're stuck in one groove. But I just hope that like just let let Zack Snyder kind of just finish off this forever long it goes, you know, and then do your weird experimental movies on the side, you know, and then kind of decide which ones you want to pick from i mean it's it's really the formula has been done perfectly it's in dcu you know you have certain things that continue you have certain things that are adaptations and you have certain things that are kind of original and then you also have your experimental movies whether you know they do good or be kind of weird like batman ninja but at least the whole thing is that you try something different
1: to kind of jump off what you said there and i also said this on Rock talk with james mm-hmm. um I think that they what the theatrical DC movie should do something like this. They should have like okay, here is our like MCU equivalent. Here's the thing that continues forward. We have a secondary label. Here is DC Earth Two. That could be the or whatever. That could be the label for our other world movies. That's not means they're all in the same world or anything, but that means that this is. You could just have that label at the beginning of whatever dc movie just so Mm -hmm. you know you're watching a parallel universe movie not main continuity by this point not everyone's gonna get it but majority of people are gonna get it yeah so i feel like you could do something like that and there's another point i was making i was gonna make before that Uh, oh yeah uh snyder apparently said he doesn't want to make any more after this he says this is just he it's been too long this and that he just wanted to ended here and, and on a good note with one brothers for these movies i guess but at mm. the same time who, who knows maybe he might come back around or they might even do something like hey guys here's my plans for what i wanted to do here is how i would do it if you want to hire someone else to execute that cool you could put me on as an executive producer and give me a story credit and call it good
0: Yeah, I mean there's multiple choices you can kind of go with. Probably one – as I said, if it does good and it's like, hey, this is successful, there's money flowing in and so on, that might change his mind. You know, because I think that's always kind of how it is. You always go, yeah, yeah, I don't feel like doing it. Like, yeah, you don't feel like doing it when everybody's calling you an ass. But maybe, like, once, like, it, cut you, like people start to like you again, then it's, I think it's different. Because I feel like that's the George Lucas thing, is you got the point where you're like, fuck you guys. You guys are just bitching about everything out there, so I'm not doing it anymore. Like, and I kind of get that, where it's just one of those ones. Yeah, if you got a bunch of, like, little, like, slimy bitches just kind of going around you and just telling you, like, why you fucking suck and should die every single day, yeah, it's kind of tough. But I think if... Someone's, like, up there. If you if you got enough people doing the other way around, be like, you know what? That Zack Snyder's cut was fucking awesome. Let's see fucking more of it, you know? All he really needs is just... I feel like just one more movie, one more Justice League, finish off his run, and it'd be done. I mean, and granted, yeah, if somebody else wants to direct I don't think that's out of the question, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And going back, because you, you pointed out this movie's rated R, I think this movie, it's just really the three fucks, they say, and then there's, like, the... Maybe a couple little extra splotches of blood. But this movie could have easily... This almost felt like... Kind of like... The unrated version... Back in 2002 on DVD. Yeah. Where this is more... It, it got kind of that vibe. This could have easily been PG-13 yeah, to speak on yeah, that. I will say this.
0: I think it literally is PG-13. I don't, I don't think... I feel like they... I feel like they only slapped the R on there... To make it feel more serious. Like, because... Yeah. I mean, like, this day and age... Like, that... Ex- the little bit of blood that's in there... It's like... You could probably get away in a PG movie with that. And, like... Even the fucks, they're like they're so little in it that like shit. The movie's four hours long, so they're almost so spread out too.
1: <laughs> there's a, there there should be a fuck ratio to the minute. That's almost how it should be. You know, yeah. It doesn't even use it. Doesn't even use like a fuck for every hour. It's only three of those hours. There you yeah, go. I, I remember three. I only remember two of them. Uh, there's like three. There's like uh, there's the Batman tells Joker to go fuck himself. There's cyborg says fuck the
0: universe or whatever,
1: and then fuck the world. And then there's the terrorist that Wonder Woman stops. And, like, shut that fucking kid up!
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I do remember that in the very beginning. You know, so... So, yeah, but, like, it's like... Yeah, this day and age, shit, I've seen PG-13 movies that have more fucks than that, so...
1: (laughs) But, um, as I said,
0: I think think they did that just to make it happen. It it has more of a pristine feel. I feel like when you say your movie's rated R, it's almost like, this is for adults. Not necessarily, like, this is for adults, but, like... (laughs) It just gives it that like extra emphasis of like, hey, it's serious. We're not making this like a kitty like slapstick fest. I also think it's also well, one of those it ain't fucking Marvel too. I think that there's always <laughs> there's always that little bit of a nudge kinda of going in there, you know.
1: I feel like though this does have a better chance of having something, maybe not the exact division of what's of what Zack Snyder originally had, but it has a better chance. And I, I don't I don't take criticism from the site too seriously. I mean Dave I mean Dave Chappelle controversy with Rotten Tomatoes case in point, you know, he had like a 2% because they only had like three or four critics actually review it. But still, this is kind of a good example of how people look at it. Uh, I looked up what this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And for critics, it has a 74%, which is miles above every other Zack Snyder, DC movie. And then uh, I will say, but then you 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 get to audience, you mm -hmm. get to audience though, you get to audience and audience is 96. So there you go right now and who's really spending most of the money on this thing
0: yeah exactly well i think this the ones i'll say this like you know the rotten tomatoes if you kind of look at it like you could say that's the shitty audience review so if the shitty audience actually likes it (laughs) not too bad that's how i kind of look at it i guess i guess you could always look at it like that it's almost like if you get kind of just like all those kind of people out there that generally just seem to hate on everything and then they actually like it well i guess that's not too bad
1: yeah i mean i don't really take rotten tomatoes seriously but at least that's it's always kind of a good measure of what, well, what is, what, 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 what do like, what, what, do, what does Hollywood look at it as? You know, you know what I mean. Or, that what, was or, even the point. Did this was what, what
0: the cynical audience look at it as, I the guess. Cen- that's the, yeah, that's yeah. the best way to sort of say it. Like,
1: and that was also they're using. I remember back when the first Justice League came out, they were using that to introduce. I don't even know if it's still around, but it was like one of the worst like video review. Like, hey, this is Rotten Tomatoes. We're giving our review on Justice League, and then they like. Gave it like a very low rating and all that, and they're using this to present it, and they're trying to tee up, they're trying to, they're holding back the reviews Mm -hmm. and the scoring for like to like pitch up and get their stupid fucking like video show going. And I don't even think it's still around, you know, because it was like two super plastic ass people like talking about it, like you know, like I don't know what emotion is, but here's what I think about that, you know.
0: They're probably working Um, at GameStop now.
1: Probably they. I, they I feel like the, the, the game
0: stuff, like the IGN ads, they always have those type of people there.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, we like video games too. You kids like the video games. What's the newest thing you played on the Dreamcast? <laughs> oh shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs>
1: well, I'm. I'm a little surprised to know what a Dreamcast is, but okay.
0: Yeah, exactly, one of those ones. But um,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, it does not compute. Let me re-upload. Re- 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 oh, that's what's going on. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um. But yeah, so if anything, everybody should go out and make sure they check this out to make it seem pop. Even if you turn on the background and don't even watch it, at least it will make HBO think that you did, and make Warner Brothers think that you did. You know, at least it will all work out and see where it kind of takes us from there. Because I, th- I think this actually will end up doing pretty well. I, f- well, I also feel too. Maybe just kind of be in there you know it's like one of those ones like if this came out in theaters it'd be a lot of people like eh, it's a long movie and eh, maybe i won't watch it, but maybe if it's at home you can kind of casually watch it you can watch it in parts you can even put it on background during thanksgiving whatever you know what i mean like it's sort of it. it's there just to kind of like be there and maybe more people might just check it out because of that
1: yeah yeah that's a good point uh no i definitely recommend it too like i think it's a little i mean i think it's perfect as a streaming thing if this went to theaters like okay you can cut this 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 and this out and make it like a three-hour movie but for streaming it's it's perfect because it's basically just getting the movie he wanted to make plus i think all the extra deleted scenes combined with like you know what would have been like like a like mid-credit trailer teaser stuff
0: yeah, because I, I could see, you know, some of the average people might find this movie to be definitely long-winded. I will say, like, there's probably that extra hour that's probably going to throw maybe the average audience off a bit, you know? But um I think for anybody who's into the DC and all that kind of stuff, like, it, it's all cool. I just can't wait for this thing to actually be on Blu-ray. That's the thing. I feel like that's all it's missing now is just, like, having a nice copy of it, you know, to watch and yeah, uh, go from there. But, um... Beyond all that fun stuff, you can always go to oldmanorange.com for more podcast, comic books like the Pizza Boys, old animations, and more fun stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes.
1: And I'm Ryan again
0: And we'll see you some other time.
1: Later, folks.